Amen. Come on, let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. Thank you, we honor you. We bless you. Bless we you thank you. God. We give you thank glory. You. And we want to say thank you thank for allowing you. us thank to you. step into thank this you. threshold thank of a new year. Yes. We know that time is in your hand yes. and that you have set appointed things for every time. And so right now, in advance, right we now, thank you for all of the goodness you have set aside for us in 2022. Yes. We thank you for all of the protection. Yes. We thank you that even in November, even yes. in December, even in July, you're protecting us thank from you. every plot thank and plan you. of the enemy. We thank you for your favor that goes before us like a shield. Oh, we thank, thank you, you for, for supernatural you. wisdom. Yes. We thank, thank you, you for showing us the way that we should go. We thank you for instruction, for correction, for strength in our mortal yes. bodies. Yes. We thank declare you. that thank we are divinely healing whole and we you. live and we thank shall you. not die and declare the works of the Lord. We just want to thank you yes. because you have been so good, so, good. so kind, and so, so kind. merciful. Yes. And we thank you for Jesus. Thank you. Because if it wasn't for Jesus, yes. we wouldn't even be able thank to stand in Jesus. this place. We thank you that because of Jesus, we can cry, Abba, Father. And we thank you that because of Holy Spirit, we can know which way to go. Yes. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to activate and do what yes. only you can do. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and make our hearts tender to the voice of the Lord. Yes. In, Jesus In Jesus' name, name. amen. Amen. It reminds me of something I just want to share real quick. Last night I was praying, and a lot of times when I pray, you know, we I teach soul shift, and the Bible says, uh, beloved above all things, I wish you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. So several years ago, I started the practice of taking my imagination back because my imagination is a part of my mm -hmm. soul, right? Yeah. So many times when I pray, and this may help someone, I actually visualize the Father. Mm -hmm. I actually visualize mm -hmm. engaging with him as opposed to just talking, mm. right? I see him as I'm talking, right? Now, people may say, well, it's just your imagination. Well, your imagination can torment you or your imagination Amen. can bring you peace. So I practice seeing the Father as I'm praying, right? I practice seeing Holy Spirit. I practice seeing Jesus, right? So last night I was sitting in a garden that I sit in the imagination of my heart with the Father. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I said, I said, touch my heart and make my heart like your heart because I want my heart to beat with your heart mm. this year, right? Mm -hmm. And then I said, touch my head and make me wiser than I've ever been. Mm. And the father, he took my hand and he said, my wisdom is here, not here. Mm. And he put his hand mm -hmm. over my heart. Oh, yes. He says, my wisdom comes mm -hmm. from here, Sean, mm -hmm. not from here. Mm -hmm. And so I want you guys to even lay your hands on your heart right now and say, I'm open for supernatural wisdom. Mm -hmm. I'm open for the wisdom of God, mm -hmm. not just intellect, not just knowledge. Those things have their place. They do. But if you want to prosper in every area of your life, you need the wisdom of God, mm -hmm. which flows from the spirit of God, mm -hmm. which flows out of your heart. Mm -hmm. So lay your hand on your heart as we get ready to teach as Pastor Edwin's going to go back over the word that we released last week. I want you to lay your hand on your heart and say, I'm open for the wisdom mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. I want your wisdom this year. Mm -hmm. I, I want to walk in wisdom like I've never known before. Well, what is wisdom? Wisdom is what God would do in your situation mm -hmm. and how many of us need to know what God would do in mm -hmm. our situation. Absolutely. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited. You know, one of the things that we were doing is the last two weeks, uh, we've really just been kind of getting ready for 2022. If you really want to talk about it, because we started off and we had this 
uh, great conversation, I'll call it, what even a teaching, it was a conversation about God's supernatural system for increase. Okay, let me get this out mm -hmm. right quick. Why your voice deeper? I don't. 50? I think because what's going on with that? I think it's just because I was so emotional all weekend. You trying to make me cry? I I'm not trying that. to make you cry. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand. Did your voice like? Did your voice drop at fifty? Because I, I was like, I need to say something up front, or I'm gonna be wondering <laughs> the whole thing. Well, why is your voice deeper at fifty? Maybe because I was yelling at the game. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me let you do your work. I'm but sorry. the last couple of weeks, we started talking about the fact that. We, we were talking about God's supernatural system for increase, right? And and then in that, then we paused and then we came back and we said, hey, you know, part is we want to share this word with you that the Lord wants to use to anchor us as we progress through 2022. And so this morning is really going to kind of be a combination of that. I want to take just a moment to just recap because you're going to hear me talk about this word a lot in January. Uh, and then it'll kind of be like, you know, different times we'll come back and revisit it. But I encourage you to get so intimate with this word for your life that when situations arise and things happen, that you are you are anchored by this word that God has said. And if you're a partner of Fellowship of Champions, this word is for you. Amen. If you are a partner here, Amen. if you uh, come to church here, if you watch this broadcast, if you say, hey, Pastor Abel, Pastor Sean, they're my pastors or, you know, they're my mentors or, you know, I trust the God in them, then this word is for you you and it's, it's designed to anchor you and then we'll get a little bit into what we were talking about two weeks ago was hey god has a a system for increasing his people and we just said we're going to do it god's way we said well, it's not going to be a wasted year because i'm going to do it god's Amen. way well that's not just about dating or just about budgeting or just about a that's career it's good. about everything it's i'm gonna do everything, everything god's way everything. And, and then when i do everything god's way i find myself prospering and living better because that was always god's intent which we'll talk a little bit about as well really and so good. i just want to share this real quick and i won't preach it i just want to share it with you uh isaiah 41 10 and 13 is kind of our anchor scripture if you weren't here with us last week uh then hop right on in here and here's the word of the lord for fellowship of champions uh and her partners for this year it says do not fear anything it says for i am with you do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured. I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, my hand of justice, of power, of victory and salvation. And last week we talked about this, that when God begins to say, hey, look, don't be afraid, then we know that there are going to be opportunities that the enemy wants to use to cause us to panic, to cause us to fear, to cause us to doubt Amen. God. Amen. He says, listen, don't fear Anything. anything. He says, no matter what it is, don't fear it for I'm with you. He says, why? For I am your God. He then says, I will strengthen you. We talked last week about God is going to give us divine help in this year. Mm -hmm. If there are going to be situations that people may think are hopeless, that people may think could never work out, but God always has an answer mm -hmm. and that he's going to be with, with us divinely to give us that strength. And then says, be assured, I will help you. And so we say that not only is God going to divinely empower us and strengthen us, he's going to give us divine help. And then it says, I will take hold of you with my righteous right hand. <laughs> and so we said that's also going to be divine support, that God is yes. going to yes. strengthen us. He's going to help us and he's going to undergird and support us Amen. in this year. Amen. And we were just so excited about that word because uh, we was like, hey, if, if God's going to do all that, then surely we can do our part. And then we read in verse 13, he says, for I, the Lord, your God, keep hold of you, uh, keep hold of your right hand. He says, I am the Lord 
who says to you, do not fear for I will help you. And so we, we really just took about 13 seconds last week to just give God praise for everything he's going to do from January 1 to December 31 of 2022. We're thanking him in advance. And if you're on this broadcast this morning, I'm going to do like Pastor Chris say, you ought to give some hearts. You ought to give some fire. You ought to give some, some praise and hand emojis. You ought to do something so that you can exemplify the fact that, you know what? I'm already thanking God for the what he, for what he's going to do based off the word that he's delivered to us. And if you're a person who normally doesn't comment, I want to invite you to comment yeah. today. I know that everybody, you know, it's some of us who like to comment the whole broadcast. It's some of you who don't comment, but go ahead and comment today because I think you want to be able to, the thing about a comment is that it'll bring it back to you mm -hmm. when someone else mm -hmm. comments on it and you want to have this in your memory yep. that you have decided this is not a waste of ear. It's not a waste you, of ear. Because you will obey, I God, will obey God. So you have no reason to fear nope. and you are blessed you are ready and you win Absolutely. you don't want to forget that you want to anchor yourself in that and, and what was so good about it is that after we praise god about that we went to isaiah 48 and 13 which then he then says it was my hand that laid the foundations of the earth he says my right hand the same right hand that he laid the foundation of the earth with is the same right hand he's holding our right hand with he says, my right hand that spread out the heavens above. And I love this. He says, when I call out to the stars, they appear and they appear what? In, In order. order. God is going to orchestrate and he's going to order your steps this year. If you will make the decision, the conscious decision, not just with your head, but as Pastor Sean said earlier, with your heart as well. If you will make the conscious decision that, you know what, this is not going to be a wasted year. I'm declaring on January the 2nd of 2022, it is not a wasted year. Why? Because I am going to do things God's way. I am going to do them the way that the Lord has instructed me to, because when I do, I know that he will strengthen me. I know that he will help me and I know he will support me. He will grab my right hand with his right hand. And his right hand is so powerful that it laid the foundation of the earth. And that while it was laying the foundation of the earth, he said he can call out to the stars. And not only would those stars appear, but they would appear in the order that they should appear because they know the voice of God. And I'm declaring that you are going to do those things that you know God has called you to do. And everything in your life is going to line up in order. 2022 is going to be a great year. Let me tell you why I love this. So we laugh and joke when we walk and we're talking about scriptures that we just learned growing up, mm -hmm. right? That the old people try to teach us. <clears throat> yep. And one of them is that the way of a transgressor is, is hard. hard. Say it the, again. The, the way, way of a, a transgressor, transgressor is, is hard. hard. So this means that that's the reason that we see so many believers mm -hmm. who love God, but Struggle. you're always going through. Struggling. And you're always going through because this verse, is this Isaiah 48 and 13 tells us God has an order. He has an order. Now God loves us. Yes. And he will not throw us away no. because we violate his order. Yes. But when we violate his order, we're not walking with him, which means we give the evil one opportunity to make our way hard. Mm -hmm. And I never put that together until it's like he's God is saying, I in my hand I have your victory. Yep. In my hand I have your supply. Yep. Yep. In my hand I have your favor. Yep. In my hand I have your deliverance. But if you won't do it my way, 
I will love you while I watch you live a hard life. He, and he I, says, in the scriptures, says, even if you need justice, he will be justice for you. Yes. So you don't have to worry about what people are saying or doing to you. God will be your justice. And so I think it's so important that you make a decision. You don't want to be a transgressor. Uh, no, because the way you, of a transgressor. Because the way of a trans. And we were talking hard. about this on our way to Dallas this weekend. We were talking about there were times in our life yep. where we really loved God, yep. but we were violating his law. Sure we were. And when we were violating his law, he, there still, was loved a, he still loved us. But there was a hardness to our life yes. because of our disobedience. Yes. So if you are experiencing hardness in your life, you can't break through financially. You can't break through in this area. You can't break through in that area. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you about your order. Yes. About And another word for order is obedience mm -hmm. because the stars respond in order. Yes. So for me to get everything God has for me in 2021, I must be willing to throw down my way in order to do it his way, right? Because sometimes we always sing a song, something like that. His way is better. His so way is better. So don't sing the song and then not do it his way. If you say his way is better, let's do it his way. If his way is really better. No, that's really good. And the last thing I'll say about this is this, is that you can't rebuke what your disobedience has you in covenant with. That's true. You can say you, that again. You, you, you cannot, cannot rebuke. rebuke. What, you, your what your disobedience has you, has you in covenant. covenant with. I can't rebuke a, de a devil that my disobedience allows access in invites. my life. Invites Not just allow, your disobedience I, I, invites him into your life. That when I disobey God, no matter who else is encouraging it, no matter who is pumping me on the back, no matter how many people are doing it, I cannot rebuke. So if I won't do my money the way God says, yeah. I have no authority to rebuke sick. I mean, to you rebuke know, it was, scarcity. And, and I give you a prime example. You know, we talk about this. We share this open that there were times in our relationship, in our marriage, where we both wanted the other person to change and be something different. Yes. Right? Well, it was this whole idea of I kept wanting God to to make you do something, but I wasn't doing what God told me to do. Come on. So how can I ask God to come in and fix something when I am actively disobeying, disobeying what He has said, which is now putting me in covenant with the enemy? And I mean, it, and it, it seems like everybody should know that, but sometimes you don't even realize that that's what you're doing. You don't realize that your disobedience is keeping you in covenant with the very thing you're trying to expel out of your life. No, that's so powerful because I was thinking about this, one of the promises over our marriage, which is why this weekend was so sweet for me, is that years ago he yep. said to me, he said, I will give you days of heaven on earth mm. in your marriage, mm -hmm. right? And that literally has been our testimony for several years. It just gets better and yeah. better and better yeah. and better and better. And how am I going to try to access days of heaven on earth when I won't follow the instructions that are That's designed good. to get me That's to good. days of heaven on earth? So when God is saying, do it my way mm -hmm. when God is saying here's the way that I should go God is not a taker 
The only thing God is trying to get out of your life is the stuff that hell has put there. Amen. Please hear what I'm saying. The only thing God is trying to get out of your life is the stuff that hell has put there. And so how do we get hell out of our life? How do we get to the point that we have no reason to fear? We break up with disobedience so that when we speak to a situation in our life, it must obey us. Man, we got to put our hand Amen. in God's hand. Put our hand in God's yeah, hand. Put our Come hands on, let's in God's teach this hand. thing. This so, is good. so this is what we shared last week. You know, uh, and it's, it's been on all of our Facebook platforms and every place else that you can access uh, the ministry's information on the website and every place. And I just want to read it. I just want to read through it and then and then we'll, we'll, we'll go to the next part of this. But I want you to get to the place and I want you to get to the habit of where maybe every morning, even just while you're brushing your teeth, you're washing your face, if you get up early before your kids and you get your morning coffee, Print this out, put it somewhere that you can just kind of read through it. And I know that some people don't think that it matters, but whatever you put in your eye gate and whatever you put in your ear gate, it becomes the most dominating thing in your life. Absolutely. Whatever it is. Absolutely. So if you get up every morning and all you do is, is, is complain and read stuff about how bad everything is, that's what's going to overwhelm your life. So I'm encouraging you to print this out because this is what the Lord has said for us who are connected to FOC for this year. Amen. Here's what it says. It says, for I am, this is God speaking to us. He says, for I am in the midst of all concerning thee. Mm -hmm. For these are the days that I have prepared for you. I thank God for that. He says, you are blessed, you are ready, and you shall win. He says, I am the Lord your God. And if you will regard my words, that's how, if you will obey me, mm -hmm. I will take you further or farther than you've ever known. He says, don't be in a panic. That's that word, do not fear again. He says, and don't be in a rush. Don't be in fear and don't get out of love. Don't allow the things that are happening with you to not just get out of love <laughs> with people, but to, to fall out of love with the word. That's what I heard him say after we were teaching last week. He says, tell them not to fall out of love with the word. Don't let the enemy make you think it's not working. Don't, don't discard this word. He says, because I am love. And I am the word. So don't fall out of love. Don't fall away from me. Because if I fall out of love, I'll justify my disobedience. Absolutely. And then if continue I, to disobey, yes. which means I continue to invite this very thing into my life yes. that I don't want. Is this making sense to you guys? Listen, don't get out of love. Don't he get says, out of love. If you love me, keep my commandments. Yes. And then the next verse, I'm going to let you read the rest of yep. it. He says, these are the days that you pray for. Mm -hmm. He says, literally, listen to what God is saying. He's saying, Son, daughter, I know what you prayed and for. And he says, and I prepared them for you. And I, I, I know what you prayed for. I prepared them for you. So don't be in a panic. Don't rush. Don't be in fear. And don't get out of love. In other words, don't get out of obedience. And don't do it because you are already blessed. You are already ready and you shall win. Amen. He says, these coming days are the days that you prayed for. Yes. He says, know this, I am here to see you through and I will have you to walk above and not beneath. Yes. I'll have you to walk in the light and not in dark. Yes. He says, and even if you see trouble, come on, because we know that being born again doesn't mean that we are exempt from life circumstances. He says, but even if you see trouble, remember for every circumstance that shall come your way, you are what? Already blessed. blessed. You are what? Ready. Ready. And you what? Win. Ready. He says, as your victories pile up through this year. Now, that's the part I was yeah. shouting out. <laughs> yeah. He says, as your victories pile up through this year, 
remember that you did not create these victories because of your own efforts. These victories were already given to you by me. So if I already got victories that are piled up, can we stop for another 13 seconds and just give God some praise? Thank you, So if you're out there this morning and you say, God, I thank you for the victories. God, I thank you for them piling up one after another, one on the heels of another. As the scripture says, blessings on top of blessings, on top of blessings, on top of blessings. God, I thank you for it. And I thank you that it's not of my own effort. I thank you that I wasn't smart enough to do this. I thank you that I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, skilled enough to do it. I thank you that you made it possible. And then when I put my hand in yours, you walked me into all of these victories that keep piling up one after another. So if I'm obedient, God's walking me in the victory. God's walking me in the victory. Man, I don't have the luxury to be disobedient. He's walking me into victory. Because he is walking me into victory. He not only knows the battle plan that I'm supposed to use, he knows the battle plan that the enemy's trying to use. It's like that scripture that says, uh, it says that it says that we don't have to fear. It says because he made, he says, no, we don't have to fear any weapon. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. He says, because I made the man who made the weapon that's trying to prosper against you. He says, don't worry. Just put your hand in mine and follow me and watch how these victories pile up one after another. Listen, if you're believing for victories to pile up, I want you to put in the comments, say, just do it God's way and put your own name. Yeah, just, just do, do it God's, God's way, way Edwin. Just, just do, do it God's way, way. Edwin. Just, just do it. it. Just do it. Just do it God's way, Edwin. Just do it way, God's way, He says, so as you carry yourself throughout this year, he says, I want you to move with purpose, but be without what? Fear. Because where's my hand? In In God's hand? hand? (laughs) He says, hold on to what you've heard today and be prepared for the other things that I will share with you this year. For I have brought you to this level and to this place why to increase your expectation of all of the marvelous things that will surely come your way he says so go ahead rejoice for the glory that has been invited into your life and i love you that word invited because today you were talking about obeying god so we don't invite the enemy in yeah he says go ahead and rejoice for the glory that has already been invited. God says, now your the first invitation that's coming into your life is victory. Don't send out another invitation for defeat. Come on. He said, RSVP for victory, not for defeat. I love it. He says, your blessings are already in my hand. So if my if his bless, if my blessings is in his hand, if I want the blessing, all I gotta do is put my hand in his. In his hand. He says, You are already blessed. You are ready. And you shall win. And that's, that's kind of been so our battle good. cry since that's last good. week. We've that's said so that to each good. other. I don't know how many times. Yes. I'm blessed. I'm ready. And I win. And I'm telling you, FOC, you hang on to this word. You hang on to this word. You print this out. And when things even look like they're not working, I want you to get this out. I want you to look in a mirror. And I want you to read this and declare it to yourself. I want you to remember those scriptures we read in Isaiah 41 and 10 and 13 and Isaiah 48 and 13. And you just you just declare what God has said over your life. And this is so important because Romans tells us that faith comes by hearing yes. and hearing by the word of God. Yes. So if you think about really how God has navigated us through this pandemic, mm-hmm. he gives us a word yep. 
And that word is designed to anchor us. Yeah. And let me tell you what I've watched through the pandemic, mm-hmm. that the people who keep the word the before them, keep it. the people who don't get weary and well-doing, yeah. the people who don't despise repetitive teaching, yeah. get to the end of the year with victory. Yes. And the people who get distracted, the people who get disobedient, the people who get offended, those people get to the end of the year with regret. So we're saying to you on the first Sunday in January Mm -hmm. to make a decision to keep this word before you, to get it in your ears, to get it in your eyes, to keep it in your heart and keep it out of your mouth. Why? Because something is going to happen to try to make it look like God lied. But God doesn't lie. But God doesn't lie. God does not lie. Something is going to happen to make it look like God lied. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have to decide Whose report do you believe? And the more words you have in your heart, the more equipped you are to simply believe God. Because the danger with fear is that fear leads us into disobedience. Fear leads us into rebellion. And fear leads us into offense. Mm -hmm. And when we get, the Bible says that it is easier to win a city back than to win back someone who is offended. offended Did you hear that? An offended brother. And many people, you don't realize it because because the way the enemy is so crafty that when you start finding yourself justifying disobedience, when you start finding yourself getting away from the word, there is a good chance that offense is in your heart. But that's why he tells us, he said, listen, don't rush, don't panic, don't be in fear. And don't get out of love. And don't get out of love. Because the only way you get out of love is by being offended. And the Bible says that when when you are offended, the the Bible says offense is 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 like strife. It says, and where strife is, there is what? Every Every evil work. work. And so what is an evil work? Disobeying God. So the reality of it is when God gives us a word that says don't get out of love, he's not saying, hey, I want you to be a pushover and let people take advantage of you. He says, I want you to anchor yourself in this word. And the Bible says in his word that we will have many opportunities to be offended. And I like the next thing. It's a comma there. He says, but don't take them. But don't take them. There will be many opportunities to be offended this year. You may have some opportunities to be offended at somebody or something today. He says, but don't take them. Because if you take the bait, it's like the bait of Satan. It's like he's fishing. He's throwing out things to see what he can hook you on. And if he hooks you on that offense, it will drag you out of love in the same way that we drag fish out of water. Oh, that's good. And when fish come out of water, what do they do? They struggle. They die. They die. If you get out of love, you're going to struggle and you're going to die, even if it's not a physical death. He says, so don't get out of love. Listen. Don't do it. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, I'm 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 blessed. blessed. I'm blessed. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I win. And I win. Right. And we were talking about this. We're, we're talking about God's supernatural system mm-hmm. of increase. But we went to the Alabama game because we love Pastor Edwin. Yeah. And we and, Al- just, and Pastor Edwin. Don't make me cry right now. No. Okay. And, and Pastor <laughs> Edwin, I, you should get delivered from the fact I that know. you think there's something wrong with crying. But that's another message for another day. <laughs> um, but one of the things we talked about is that the reason that you love Alabama is that you really love Nick Saban. Right. And you and I were talking about how champions live differently. Yep. 
champions pay a different attention to details than other people do. They do. So if you're going to live as a champion, you have to pay close attention to your obedience. Yes. Now I want you to think about this. And if I mess this football illustration up, you can fix it, right? Okay. But what happens is, is that Nick's superpower is his ability to study his opponents and create schemes that allow his team to win based on their skills, talents, and abilities, yes, right? True. And so many times what happens for people is that people are talented and they think that because they got to the place that is cool, but they didn't follow the scheme. Mm. But the scheme has certain protections in it mm -hmm. that if everybody's in their place, then you're going to get there and you're going to get there without injury, mm -hmm. right? So if we're going to win this year, right. if we're going to walk in victory this year, we need to pay close attention to our obedience because that obedience is designed not just to get us in the end zone, but to get us there with not a lot of scars, mm -hmm. with not a lot of bruising, with not a lot of setbacks, right? And so I love that you said that because you was like, man, he's already studying He's already studying his next opponent. And that's how God is looking at our life. Mm -hmm. He's saying, Sean, I know what's in front of you. Edwin, I know what's in front of you, right? I, all these things. He says, Vita, this is the way you should go. Tamara, this is the way you should go. Chris, this is the way you should go. Now, if you're looking and you think I should go this way right here because it looks like an opening, just because it looks like an opening, right. just because it looks easy, doesn't mean that it's the path for you to yeah. go. You so I love what Demetrius said. Yeah, I'm going to play my position. Yes. What's my position? Obedience. Obedience. I'm going to do whatever yeah. he tells me to do. Yeah, that's true. Amen. Amen. Did I do all right? You did good. All right. So we've been talking about the supernatural system for increase, right? And that we we want to build our faith because God desires to prosper us. Mm -hmm. And he's intentionally used seed time and harvest to let us dictate how much we prosper, Amen. right? From the very beginning, God blessed us and he gave us a kingdom law that we use to determine to live, to, to determine our own harvest. Mm -hmm. So I want you to say this right here. Say, I live by my seed, not my salary. I live by my seed not my salary. We've been saying that for weeks. Say it again. I live by my seed, not, not by my, my salary. salary. My salary is a resource. It's not my source. My, my salary is a resource, not my source. Now you have to get that in your heart because when you get that in your heart, it will change how you live. Mm -hmm. And the dependence that you used to have on a paycheck you will begin to put in God and you will watch God begin to position you to sow seed in a way that will cause you to have supernatural increase. Mm. God never intended. Never. God never intended. Mm -mm. God never, never intended for us to be dependent on the world as our source. That's true. God is our source. And when we access his mindset, and believe and obey his word, we will see his provision. Amen. We Amen. will see his provision. Amen. God never intended never. for humanity to struggle. He always intended for us to have everything we need yep. to live. Yep. But when sin entered the world, yep. it brought struggle, yep. 
scarcity yep. and poverty yep. hear that because i you gotta know where it came from poverty scarcity and struggle came with sin it did not come from god so if you play with sin then you play with scarcity uh you play with poverty uh, and you play with struggle if you engage in sin then the effects of sin will be on you everybody knows that i don't particularly like i won't use the word hate glitter i don't like it i don't like glitter i don't care what color it is i just don't like glitter it is almost impossible to touch a piece of paper or a card or anything that has glitter on it and not glitter, not get some glitter on you and the glitter doesn't just stay there you know glitter ain't like you can just flick it off you be trying to wipe it off, and the more you wipe it, you just transferring it from one place to another. Somebody finna catch this. Come That's on. how sin is. You can't play with sin and then just try to wipe it off because when you wipe it, when you try to wipe it off, it just transfers from one place to another. What do I mean? I mean you're gonna be obedient about uh, uh you're gonna be obedient in one area. Maybe God tells you you need to get up and pray at a certain time. You're obedient about you disobedient about that. Well, you try to wipe that off. Well, disobedience just don't stay there. Now it's going to be coming to your life when it comes to forgiving people. And now it's going to come into your life where your money is concerned. And now it's going to come into your to your, to your life with how you speak, how you talk. And, and, and sin is always going to want to multiply in your life like that doggone glitter when it gets on you. Listen, <laughs> no, that's a really good example. And let me tell you something. This is so cool because we can see this happening. We are watching people who literally two years ago would not curse on social media. Yeah. They really guarded their mouth. They really thought about what they said. But over time, you start taking in a bunch of negativity. You start disregarding the word of God. And now you're out here talking like everybody else and you are offended when people call you out on yeah, it yeah. because you have now gotten so much glitter on you. Yeah. You got it everywhere. And you know, one of the things about glitter is that a lot of times when you have glitter on you, you can see it. I mean, other people can see it, but you can't. Mm -hmm. And so people are saying to you, get that glitter, get that sin, clean it up. See, because here's the thing, when you're cursing on social media, when you're cursing when you're driving in your car, when you cursing when you're going through the neighborhood market, that means you now got curse in you. Mm. It's, and now in pressure situations, it's not the word that's coming out of you. What's coming out of you is what the world says. But that is not how God wants us to live. And here's the problem since we're using the glitter analogy. If you hang around people who have a lot of glitter on them, you're going to end up getting glitter on you. That's why Ever just said, don't be a glitter bomb. Don't be a glitter bomb. That's exactly right. Because if you hang around people who got glitter on them, you're going to get glitter on you. Well, Pastor, why are you talking about glitter? Because we're using it as an analysis to, to sin. If you hang around folk who, 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 who practice sin, even if you don't start off practicing sin, before you know it, the Bible says a little yeast makes the whole cake rise or a little leaven levies the whole lump. A little glitter doesn't stay in one place. It's going to get on you. And as Amber said, it starts out small and seemingly That's innocent. exactly right, Amber. I would challenge you to pause for a second and allow the Holy Spirit to show yes. you these little things that started out as small and seemingly innocent, and now they have a stronghold in your life. And you can decide, when you, when you hear Holy Spirit tell you what it is, it's not a long way back. You can decide, decide. I'm not doing that anymore. Just I'm going back to what I know is right. Well, and that's why you told us last year, you got to do what? 
tame. You got to tame your thoughts. You got to tame your tongue. You got to tame your heart or your temperament. And Lord knows you got to tame you gotta that team. You got to tame your team. You got to tame that team. And, and we use this example in our family all the time. Yes. Nigel Valley. Yeah. We rock with Nigel Valley. And Nigel Valley has this thing that he says. He says what? All, all man. man. And he says all man. And now our kids say all man. The Marlowe's kids say all man. All of these people are saying all man. Now that's cool because all man isn't a yeah. negative thing. But what have you allowed in your life? Because you hang with people who do not take obedience seriously. You <laughs> hang with people. <laughs> you hang with people because here's the thing. If you hang with people who live two lives, before long you're gonna live two yeah, lives yeah. too. You will. If you hang you with will. people who hang two lives, they blessed and highly favored on the post. Oh, Pastor Sean, we blessed and highly favored. You cussing people out off the post. If you hang with double-minded people, you cannot hang with double-minded people and That's not true. become double-minded yourself. That's true. So when we are talking about God's supernatural system for increase, if you hang with people who don't believe in seed, yeah. time, and harvest, they are going to pollute you. They are going to glitter bomb you, and they are going to wait for the opportune yeah. time when it looks like harvest isn't coming to sow that poison in your life but because you establish them as your people yeah. because you establish them as your tribe you're going to take what they say and it's going to get in your heart and you are not going to get what god said but this year but this year in 2022 in 2022 as the pastor of this ministry i am declaring we are declaring that every partner attached to foc has made the declaration not just out of their mouth but in their heart that they are going to do it god's way we're going to believe god's that way. for your life amen. i believe that for your life amen amen so we talked about there are four types of people when it relates to kingdom prosperity or any issue, but we're talking right, about right, kingdom right. prosperity, right? They're at group number one. They are the people who reject prosperity as the will of God. Yep. They say, nope, God doesn't want you to be God. And they don't even use, and what they really say is God don't want you rich. But we know that prosperity is not just money. It's total life prosperity. But there are people who actually reject that too. They reject that prosperity is the will of God. They believe that God wants you to struggle and that your sense of struggle shows how much you love God. Well, and interestingly in this group, while they reject prosperity and they don't actually want to do the work to have kingdom prosperity, mm. they will take your coins. They will take it. They will ask they will for your it. money. <laughs> they, they, they will beg for your money. They, they will dog you because you yeah. prosper. Yeah. They will dog you because you increase. They will tell you it don't take all of that. But if but they and then they expect you to use your prosperity that they, they don't believe in that they don't believe in in order to bless yes. you. The, That's group right? one. Group two. They are skeptical of kingdom prosperity. Mm. These are the people who are like, eh, I just don't know if it mm. works that way. I just don't know if it works that way. And Pastor Edwin talk about how we used to be in group two. Mm, yeah. We used to be yeah. in group well, I, I, I ain't never been in group one. I ain't never been in group one. I ain't never been in group one. And 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 I was in, and I was in group two. I don't know if you was. I don't say we. I, I was. I don't know if you were, but I was you me I was I was in group two because uh to be honest, I had no spiritual intellect. I had a lot of intellect. I had no spiritual intellect. I didn't understand the things of God. And when you don't understand the things of God, if it doesn't make sense in the natural, you assume it doesn't make sense. But once I understood the things of God, 
I couldn't believe I used to be in that group. And some of you may be in that group today. You may be thinking, oh, I don't believe in no sewing. I don't believe in no obeying. I don't believe in this and this. I just believe that whatever's happened going to happen. And, 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 and you know, it's, it just is what it is and just keeping it real. If you if you if that's you, you're going to stay there <laughs> and because God won't force you out of that. But he will invite you to come into his word. And when you come into his word, you'll find out the kingdom prosperity is the will of God, which is why he sent Jesus to die for us. Well, I love what Everett just said, because if our partners are in the spirit today, mm. he said his wife said some of those who of us who were. The, some of those rejecting prosperity raised us. Mm -hmm. So it's up to us, us. to change yes. our mind. Yep. So I may have been raised by somebody. I may have been raised by a one or two. Right. But it's up to me to use I the word it. of God I to change that. my mind. Baby, listen, these I partners in the they spirit today, this morning. they are preaching they today, right? <laughs> listen, number three, um, I said, when I said, um, Vita said, you got your group two glitter on me. See, <laughs> you, you, when we used to be in group two. Now, where I think we spent a lot of time was group three. Mm. Group three was you want kingdom prosperity, but you are either ignorant of God's principles, reject God's principles, or inconsistent with God's principles. So your increase is inconsistent. So let me just say this. I believe that you're right. And I think that even after I moved from two to three, I think I, I'm, I did. I, I never was in one. I think I was in two. I moved from two to three. But for three, it was the first part of that. It says I was ignorant of God's principles. And then it was the last part of that. I was inconsistent with the principles once I knew them. Yeah, I would agree with that. I was I, inconsistent. At first I was ignorant. Yep. And then I was inconsistent yep. because I had to develop the discipline and the fortitude. to produce yes. consistency, yes. right? Yes. And so I wonder if people would say, here's where I've been in. Yeah. I was in group one. I was in group two. I'm in group three. Because let me tell you what we want this whole church to get through. Group four. Yes. We believe in kingdom prosperity. Yes. We are experiencing kingdom prosperity and we are looking for Come more. Come on. We are looking for more. And we are, we are not satisfied. More. We are, we not, are satisfied. not satisfied. We are thankful. We, but we are, are not satisfied. We are thankful but not satisfied. Mm -hmm. Now Mark 7 and 13 it says and so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. My God. And this is only one example among many Others. Mm -hmm. I love, and I love passion this. translation too. You, you know, you know, one of the things I love about I love about the way we do ministry right now is that you know when you teach in church, mm -hmm. right? You hear people say amen, right? Right, but you don't necessarily get to know Listen, what they think. I love it when we when we're able to sit here and hear our partners talk to us and say, you know what, Pastor, I'm in group three, I'm in group two. And listen, let me just say this because I think this is this is amazing. And those of you that are open to do it, I I was in group three. If you're in group three and you said you're in group three, I'm just curious which part of group three are you in? Is it the inconsistent? Are you rejecting it or are you in that part where you're just ignorant of it? You know, because the reality of it is if you can find out where you are, you can change. You can you can change. When I when I realized how inconsistent I was about the things of God, like like, can I be honest for a second? Yes. If there was if I if I thought there was a shortage, I was sowing. I was sowing if I thought it was a shortage. But when I had more than enough, it was like, I'm, I'm good. It was the inconsistency for me. And God really was like, listen, my principles work. It's why when you're in a shortage, you, you receive. But then you cut off the very thing that got you to where you are. And so you go back to where you were. It was the inconsistency for me. But once I learned to overcome that inconsistency, man, my life just took off.
No, and that's so beautiful. And I, I thank God for this technology because what you guys may not I, realize. I love this. They are, I love this. Is the reason we ask this information is that it shapes the next thing we teach. Absolutely. So we love this. And we know church won't always be this way forever. But we love this right here because it allows us to be able to say, okay, we had a large group of threes. Let's come back and make sure yep. people know the principles. Yep. Let's come back and talk about not being disobedient. Yeah, let's, let's come, come back how, and talk about, about how, consistency, how to get, how to right? Consistent. Yes. And that's why I really love you being an being an educator by trade because you will take this and give us new notes. Oh, because we go back and we read all. That's why we ask you to comment because when we go back, we read all the comments and you can put these. I know this is getting a little technical, but you can put all these comments in the matrix and you can figure out what is the one thing collectively as a group that is most important what is secondary and what is tertiary what what what, what things do we need to teach in a certain way so that we can build our partners up i love this this is why i love this this way you know smart and sexy <laughs> don't do too much okay. okay all right so but this is because we want you to know how we do what we do mm. we literally we're listening to God. Yep. We're listening to each other, but we're listening to you guys. And that is why some of you have seen the growth that you've had, because literally we read your comments and then we put together yep. teachings that help us help you get to where yep. you are. So what we can see now is that we have a large group of group threes, but many of them are saying, I want to move to yep. group four. Yep. Some of them are saying, I moved to group and four I love last that. year and, I love and it. it's changing my life. So if I'm going to get out of group three, what I have to do is I have to stop being ignorant. Yes. I've got to study the principles. And, and ignorant is not dumb. Ignorant is not it, dumb. Let's not confuse the two. When we say that someone is ignorant, it means they don't know. And the reality of it is, it goes back to what Everett was saying earlier. If you were raised by a one, if you was raised by a two, you know, if you right now currently hanging out with people who you really like, but they are twos, they're, they're impacting you. Yes. You know, and so you may not know. Uh, there, there are people who, and, and I, I'm amazed every time we still we, we'll teach something. People go, I never heard that, and we just assume that when we teach something, everybody know it, but it's not true. And so, being ignorant doesn't mean dumb. It just means I don't know, and there's nothing wrong with not knowing, as long as you're able to say, Hey, I don't know that, and I want to learn more. And God will feed you if that's the case. You know, wake us up in the middle of the night and, and give us scripture to put together and, and points to put together to teach, just because you want to know more. Absolutely. I love this. Um, Angie says in 2022, I'm becoming consistent. I am mining the word to get me out of ignorance. I love it. I love that. Keep that I'm, up there for a second. I'm I am mining, mining the word. I am mining. She's digging into the word. She is spending time. And you know, when you, when you think about, because I get visualizations, right? So when you think about mining, when you mine the word, when, when, when you mine something, you grab a whole clump of something. And then it gets sifted out, and what is valuable is left. And and when you and when and, and everything in the word is valuable, but everything, even for me, at the particular time. So I consume lots of word, and then as I'm sifting, Holy Spirit is telling me what I need to keep for my life right now. Well, and, and I, I, think I love that. That's a good point because this month I've invited our family and all of our friends right. to do Proverbs, the, a proverb every a day. day right. right. Well, check this out. 
depending on what you're focused on, mm -hmm. those same proverbs speak to different things. Absolutely. Those same, so when you start to mine it and sifting it, it's, it, it's the value of it for you may be different than for you. Me and you both can read Proverbs 3 and come away with something very different for our life based on what God is telling us to do right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. So listen, we declare all of our church, yes. because we declare Fellowship of Champions is a church of 100% time. Amen. And so we declare all of our church is going to group four. We are people who we receive the word, we do the word, and we experience the harvest of the word. I'm going to start calling us group four champions. Group four champions. Come on, baby. <laughs> we are, we are group, group four, four champions, champions right? For that. And Thank we will take that. you however we come, however so, you come. So mind that word. So we're going to mind that to word. Get out of ignorance. Now, what you were saying is that in the Passion Translation, yeah. it says, do you think <laughs> God wants you to honor your traditions that you have passed down? That's that group one and group two or group three teachings you may have got. Right. Don't honor those. Do you think God wants you to honor your traditions that you have passed down this is only one of the many places that you are blind, blind. that you are blind he said it's one of, only one of many places that you're blind and because you're blind you can't see he says but if you will admit you can't see guess what I'll help you see. Absolutely. And we were thinking about this. You know, over the years, we've been in ministry. It'll be 22 years on, on August, on April 9th wow. that we've been in ministry. Wow. And we were thinking about this. We have walked with people and we have watched people who went from group one in different areas mm -hmm. to group two, to group three, to group four. And let me tell you what, what I can tell you. Your duration of time does not determine your progress. No, it does not. Because we have literally, nor does achieving a particular group cause you to stay there forever. Come on, <laughs> you have to, you have to tame because those, you have to tame those things we talked about: your team, your tongue, your heart, and your, and your thoughts. Because some of you have been in group four, and then you allowed the cares of life oh. to pull you back to group three. Mm. Some of you, or you, group two, or group two, <laughs> you, you literally became a skeptic. Yeah. And so that is why we have to give diligence to the things of God, yes, because if not, what we can do is we can be fluctuating mm -hmm. in groups when we should be established in group four. Oh, I love that. I'm a group. We group should be four. thriving in group four. Yes. We need to break up with the seasons of life where sometimes we up and yep. sometimes we down yep. and sometimes we level to the ground. We need to get in group four and build a house. This is where we live. This is where we plant our stakes. We trust God everywhere. Amen. Amen. And then, and you know, we gave you some scriptures last week and we'll run through them real quick. You've seen these for third John two. It says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, even as your soul prospers, because we want you to know it is the will of God for you to prosper. We read Psalms 35 and 27. It says, let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness, let them shout for joy and be glad and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who does what? Takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And then we read Luke 6, 38, the New Living Translation. It says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. And then we said last week again, you get to determine 
your harvest. You get to determine your harvest. You get to you determine. Know, and, you know, Psalm 35 and 37, I'm 27. I really love that because he says, that, he says, do you favor my righteous mm. cause? My righteous cause is prosperity. Yes. He says, and I take pleasure in the prosperity of my servant. I think it's very careful here that he doesn't say son mm -hmm. because you can have a son that doesn't serve. Right. He says, I take pleasure in the prosperity of my child mm. who will serve me in this area. I take pleasure. I have a vested interest in your prosperity. Why? Because you have made your financial resources this, uh, um, available to me. And when you favor God's righteous cause, how does he know you favor his righteous cause? You do it his way. You do it his way. That's why we started off by saying, I'm going to do it God's way. I'm going to favor God's righteous cause. And I'm going to take pleasure in the uprightness and shout for joy and be glad. And say, and let, allow him to say, he takes pleasure in my prosperity. Not because I have a lot or because I'm healthy and well, but because I do all of those things in his honor and in his name. Amen. Listen, are you being changed by this word? Are you being challenged? Come on and give us some comments, Amen. right? Listen, and then we made a bold declaration yes, of did. faith. Yes, we did. God God has given me the ability to determine my harvest by my seed. God has given me the ability to determine my harvest by my seed. I am a generous sower who always reaps a kingdom harvest. I am a generous sower who always reaps a kingdom harvest. Now I look at it. what he says in I Galatians 6 and 7. He says, don't be deceived. Right. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Mm. In one translation, it says that and that only, that shall, and that he only shall he reap. And I have seen so many believers disappointed because they're like, I'm looking for harvest. But you're, but nobody goes outside looking for apples on a tree they didn't plant. Not if they got good sense. Not if they have good sense. So many people are looking for a harvest. They see these confessions. They see, which is why we always try to put the obedience component in our declaration right. because we have so many people who are like, money coming to me, wealth is being transferred in my life, but there are things you do to qualify. And if you are not, hear me guys, if you refuse to sow, you will never experience the fullness of the harvest God has And I have to you. say this. People keep saying, well, you act like if I don't sow, God don't love me. That's not what Who we're saying that? at all. We never said, said that. God is going to love you regardless to what you do. And this sounds crazy, but if you are an axe murderer, God still loves you. But, but you're probably going to get caught and go to jail and spend the rest of your life in prison. But he, gonna but be he there still with you. loves you. So that's not what we're talking about. We're, talking, we're not talking about God loving you. We're talking about you loving God enough to live by his principles so that you can get what he's already prepared for you. You know, that it really is. That's that's a real indication of a religious spirit. Mm. When someone begin, when we're talking about apples and you want to make it about right. bananas. Right. No one said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm -hmm. That is how God has proven he loves the entire world. Yes. Everyone in this family. Yes. Everyone in the world, God loves them, right? But that does not mean that you are going to get the best that God has when you refuse to do things God's way. Mm. And God loves us, but we have to live by his system. Ralph makes Go a ahead. good point. Put that, put Ralph's comment up there if you can. The one about, yeah. Now look, he said, Ralph says that's sad because the tradition of many families is that because you love me, 
you overlook my behavior and rebellion and always rescue me. No, he said that's sad, not that sad. Oh, oh, oh. He well, said that's well, sad. That's sad. And, and it's, it's also sad. sad. <laughs> and it's also sad because a lot of people, they because their families actually do do that for them, they think God should do that for them. Because you don't do, you know, and what, I, what do I mean? You got a family member and that family member won't do the things necessary to live the life that they say they want. They, they, they don't pay their bills on time. They're not honest. They won't work, they won't consistently. work consistently. And then and then when, when they get ready to get evicted or they get ready to get their car repossessed and they can't go somewhere or do something, then they're mad at the family because the family won't come and rescue them. And then what happens is they take that same entitlement, that same mentality over to God. And it's like, oh, well, my family don't love me if they don't do this for me. Oh, well, God don't love me if he don't do this to me. No, God loves you. But what we do know is that God is not a respecter of persons. And we know that he is a respecter of principle. And the fact of the matter is you don't get to disobey God and then expect God to just show up and do whatever you want him to do. That's not how he lined the system out. Well, I can remember this thinking about when we talk about being inconsistent in the principles, mm -hmm. that that idea that that family always rescues family mm -hmm. got me in trouble with God. Absolutely. And it got me in trouble with God because there would be time. And I can be honest mm. that early on, there were times I would even take my time to help someone in my family because I would say, well, how could God mm. want my cousin to or my so-and-so to have their car um, repossessed? Come on, come all on. of this different stuff. Right. And I remember God saying to me, you're disobeying me for someone who doesn't even believe in my principles. Then I remember when I got consistent in the tithe and I was like, I'm not giving you my tithe, yeah. right? Then I would still give you my excess. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit said to me, it is foolish. He said, literally, you have people in your family who mock you for tithing, yeah. who mock you for sowing, yeah. and then turn around and ask you to bless them, and you do it because you think that represents me. And then the third instruction, which changed my whole life right here, he said, Sean Strickland, if you do not stop interfering with what I am doing in your family, yep. I am going to cut your increase. I'm going to drop your resources. I'm going to drop your resources. And sometimes we don't realize that we're really trying to be helpful, but we're really getting in God's way. We're being disobedient. We're, be, we're being disobedient and we're getting in God's way. God's trying to do something in somebody else's life and you're interfering. And so that's, that's why we really say you really got to hear God about your giving, you can't just be emotionally driven when it's time to give. You can't just be sad for somebody and, 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 and give. You need to ask God how to give and how to help them. But at some point in time, God may actually say to you, don't, don't give. And you gotta be willing to obey God even in those times. Man, let me tell you something. I helped somebody. There's a couple of people I helped in the pandemic mm -hmm. and I helped them consistently. Yep. Right. And I kept saying to them, you need to get in the word. Yep. You need to apply these principles. And I start I, the Holy Spirit started saying to me, I, like some of these people, I helped 18 months mm -hmm. consistently yep. helping them mm -hmm. pay their rent, yep. pay their utilities, yep. consistently helping them. And then the Lord told me to tell them this is your last time. Because you believe that you have a right to my money without doing what I am telling you to do. And he told me at some point, 
good ground can become bad ground when a person won't change. Mm. So it's important for us to understand in 2021, we need to be asking questions. In 2022, we need to be asking questions because there may be somebody or a ministry or an organization that God really led you to sow into in 2021. And he's like, they're not following instructions. They won't, they're not good ground because they won't Mm. do what I'm telling Mm. them to do. And some of you right now, you need to repent to the Lord because your harvest has been dried up because you continue to disobey him because you think you know how to love your family better than God does. And you know it's 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 so good, and then, and then and then and then we then we we didn't get to it, but we're going to get to it today. Which are these six practical um, principles for prosperity? Things we just need to be aware of, things we need to know, and things we should be able to do, right? Mm-hmm. And so, number one, we said, and I kind of alluded to this just a moment ago. Got ahead of myself. I said, number one, that God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of persons. In fact, the Bible says in Acts ten thirty four says, then Peter opened up his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. What does that mean when I say God is no respecter of persons? It simply means this. It means that you know what, God is not going to circumvent His principle for someone else over me or for me over someone else. His principle is bound for both of us. It will work for both of us, that regardless of our gender, regardless of our race, regardless of, of anything. But we must obey him. We must obey To him. get what he has promised. And I love this because this really has been the scripture that changed my life. God has no respect or persons. With, with that when God said to me, I will bless you just like I bless Edward. Mm. Your blessings are not dependent on Edward. Yeah. If you will bring your own seed, you will experience your own harvest. Now, and I and I, and I want the why, and because we, because I, I don't talk to them nearly as much as you do, but I have talked to enough wives in the pandemic who who have heard these teachings, who may have been on the broadcast or in some of your classes or whatever, and they're like, I want to sow, but my husband, my husband doesn't want to sow, and 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 I have to, and I have to. It, it takes me by by surprise sometimes, and I have to remember, you know, that everybody didn't raise the same. And so, but what I want to say to the wives out there is that you're not dependent on your husband. And I'm not telling you to take money from your accounts and do something you're not supposed to. I'm saying to you, you can say, God, I want to tithe. God will bless you with money above and beyond what regularly comes into your household so that you can be a tither. You're not dependent on your husband. You're not dependent on your wife. These principles that God has laid out work for all of us individually. They work for all of us individually. And I mean, if I'm honest, I can say this. It's been game changer for us since you have really gotten out of God increased Edwin. So that increases us. Because it used that, that used to be what you would say, right? It would be like, "Hey, God, increase Edwin," because then we would increase. Because I had some bad teaching. And so, and yeah. so, and so now you're like, "No, God, increase me," and 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 and, and, and increase Edwin too. And now instead of us going like one like this, it's like boom. And so you know, it's a revelation that that people need to get. Ladies, you are not bound by your husband for how you can increase. Husbands, you're not bound by your wife for how you can increase. And Lord, if you're single, you ought to you ought to be like, ain't nobody stopping me from increasing. Ain't nobody stopping me. If I'm single, nobody's nobody stopping, stopping me, me right? Increasing. So number one, God is no respecter of persons. 
And what God does for Edwin Strickland, he will do for Sean Strickland if Sean Strickland will participate. Amen. What God has done for the Stricklands, he will do for the Jacksons right. if the Jacksons will participate. Right. What God has done for the Jacksons, he will do for the Reeds yep. if the Reeds will participate. Right. But here is the thing. I don't care how much God loves you. He is not violating his principle for you. No. God is not violating his He's principle not. for you. He's not. All right. Number two, you got to establish this. God wants you to prosper. Somebody say that in the comment section. Say, God wants me to prosper. Listen, it's 122 of y'all on here. You ought to flood the, the comment section with this. God wants me to prosper. And if you feel some kind of way when you say it, type it again. <laughs> and if you still feel some kind of way, type, type it, it again. again. Keep typing it until you feel, till you don't feel that thing like, oh, I shouldn't say that. No, God wants you to prosper. Do you know what's absolutely stupid to me? <laughs> what's no, stupid it's to stupid. You? I'm going to say it's stupid. We literally sing songs about we streets do. paved with gold. We do. And you call God Father. And you believe that God is somewhere sitting with gold he don't even need. And he wants you down here living check to check, barely making it, can't put new tires on your car, don't have health insurance, oh, can never travel and take a vacation. And you have somehow let somebody make you think that's God. God wants you to prosper. God wants me to prosper. God wants me to be, and, and here's part of the other issue with it, is that I, listen, just like poor people need the gospel preached to them, yeah. rich people do too. They do. So, so who gonna preach to the up and out? Right. Right. There are rooms you need to be in to even be able to have a conversation about the goodness of God, because the truth of it is, is that if you got a car being held together by chewing gum and duct tape, somebody driving in a Mercedes is not listening to you about God caring about his people. Come on now. You can use material objects as bait to introduce people to God. Amen. I know it for a fact. Yep. I know how God has used a purse for me to be able to witness to someone. I know how God has used our ability to give somebody to match their tip with the bill to be able to minister the gospel. Money is just a tool. Yep. Money is just a tool. But God, say it with your chest. God wants me to prosper. Even if you type it already, you can type it again. God wants me to prosper. And what freed me, which is why you have to get all scarcity and all poverty out of you, is because this world system would teach you that someone else is poor because someone else is rich. Yes, and that's not but true. the Bible says there's provision for all yes. of us. In fact, scripture tells us there is treasure in the earth yes. that hasn't even been released yet, right? So we need to understand I'm not broke because you rich. Mm. I, if I am broke the other, if I'm struggling financially, it, it is because in my ignorance or my rebellion or my, not, or my inconsistency or my inconsistency, I'm not participating yep. in God's system yep. because God's system works for everybody. Because number one told us what God is no respecter of person. And number two was God wants us to prosper. So number three is not only does he want us to prosper, but he's given us the power to prosper. He's given us the power to get well. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 8 and 18, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. 
It says, and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. And I like the NIV translation because it says the power to produce wealth. In other words, I'm not just sitting around at home waiting for wealth to knock on my door and say, here I am. He says, no, I give you intellect, wisdom, insights, ideas, creativity. I will cause you to produce wealth. I will give you solutions for this world that the world will give you resources for because you're giving them something of value. And so we have to understand that God has given us that power. How do we, what's the power to produce wealth? By doing it his way. Whatever it is. It his way. Whatever it is, by doing it his way. And many people are still broke because you won't follow the instructions. Yeah. You quote the scripture, but you won't build the business. You won't get the degree. You won't learn to do real estate. Or if you get started, you stop when it gets hard. You, you got to build up some tenacity and some consistency and some patience that even when things are difficult, you're still willing to go through it because you know God told you to go through no, it. No, I said this the other day and people said that I was cutting them. And I was like, I'm not trying to cut you. I'm just telling the truth. That even when people are constantly saying, and we have a lot of people in ministry who are always telling people to look for unexpected checks. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm all for an unexpected sure. check, but an unexpected check is not a wealth strategy. No. It is not a wealth strategy to spend my day hoping that you cash at me, right. hoping that you put a check in the mail. Right. And so even when people are always looking for someone to give them money without making an exchange, without creating products and services that allow them to get, it's still built in, mm -hmm. in poverty because what it's literally saying is that you don't believe God put something in you that's worthy of wealth. So the only way you could get it is if someone had mercy on you and sold into your life. And you know, another thing that I see people doing sometimes, I don't even know if this goes with this, but I, 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 Holy Spirit reminded me of it. So I'm going to say it. Some of you are giving away talents, skills, and abilities that you should be charging for. Take off running. I'm, I'm Run telling you, some of you got this false sense of humility about how you do everything uh, and I'm just going to be a blessing to them. And, and don't get me wrong. There may be times that God tells you to bless somebody, but there are some of you who got skills, you got talents, stuff you do come so easy to you and people try to pay you for it. And you talk about, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't want no, no, I'm, I'm fine. Listen to me. God says he's going to use those talents and those skills and those abilities to cause you to prosper. I don't do graphics. I don't do interior design. Those things are hard for me. So if I want it done, guess what? I am going to be happy to use my resources to pay for them. Valley, Nigel Valley takes some of the best pictures to me that, of, of anybody. Now he'll say there's other photographers out there better than him. I ain't seen them. But to me, he takes the best pictures. So when I want pictures taken, if we're not, you know, sometimes he's going to take pictures all together. But if my family's going to take pictures, I want to pay him to take the pictures. Why? Because it's his time. It's his talent. It's his skill. And most people, watch this, are more like me than the people who want to be scammers and not paid. And I want you to know, you entrepreneurs out there, I need you to know, on, most pastor. people are like me. They want to pay for your skill and for your expertise. If you always run into a bunch of scammers and people who are trying to get stuff for you for nothing, ask God to give you a new team. Oh, well, can I say this, though? Mm -hmm. If you're, because I used to be one of the people, if you're always running into people 
who want you to work for free, they are a reflection of you. Mm. So you got to get that out of so you. So you have to get that out of you. When I charge cheaper prices, I always had someone asking for free. Mm. When I raised my prices to the proper standard, people stopped asking me for free stuff. The truth of it is those people, the people who were always trying to hustle me, the people who always wanted me to work for free, they were the mirror of my own in uncertainty, uncertainty insecurity. and insecurity yeah, about yeah, my yeah, own yeah, gifts and yeah, talents. Yeah. We don't attract what we want. We attract who we are. Mm. And I will say this other thing you need to add to this, that if you are a person, entrepreneur or employee, who is always trying to get something for free or something for a discount, that is also a seed. And therefore, you do not qualify for people to pay you their top price mm. because you don't sell top mm. price. So there, it, yeah, it, that, that right there that you need to understand because I see a lot of people who you want your job to mm. pay you what you're worth, yeah. but you want everybody else to mm. give you a discount Come on. and understand that if you sow that, which is why what really changed my life in my clients was this. I began to say to the Lord, I pay people on time mm -hmm. and I pay people full price. full price. Therefore, all of these people showing up who trying to give me something less, they're not my real people. Mm -hmm. So God, I thank you for my real people. Mm -hmm. And now I have a clientele from all over the world yeah. who, and literally sometimes my people say to me, you don't charge enough. Yeah. You yeah. don't charge enough for what you do. There's another free entrepreneur tip. You never want to work with somebody who thinks you charge too much. Because all they're going to do is pick apart your they're work. They're going to always be dissatisfied. That's right. They're going to always be dissatisfied. Don't lower your price. Don't look. Because here's here's the thing. <laughs> we almost done, y'all. But y'all better hang on in here for this. Here's the thing. There is nothing worse than to lower your standard for someone and then they still complain. There's nothing worse than to lower your standard and they still complain. There was a there was a a, a a Facebook post I saw the other day or something and I, and I don't know where it was but whatever it was the person they wanted uh like five homemade cakes and they wanted it during the holidays and they wanted it in like the next twenty four hours and the person responded by saying to them uh well I can do it but it's gonna the, the cake it's gonna, gonna be double price the cakes are usually fifty five I'm gonna have to charge you one ten. And the person who was wanting the cakes got offended. Like, why would I pay $110 for a cake and for five cakes? You tripping, blah, 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 blah. Wait a minute. If you don't want to pay that price, you can simply go somewhere else. And then the person's response, obviously, was over the top. And that's why it went viral, because the other person was, was being petty or whatever from a professional standpoint. But the, re but the reality of it is, if someone wants a cake from you and you bake cakes or whatever you do, and they want it fast, you have the right to put a rush order on it. The company I work for, they when people write in and they say, we want professional development, we usually have a four-week lead time. If you want that professional development delivered within a four-week time period, we charge a rush charge. It's, it's industry standard. Don't let people use you like that. Your time, your talents and skills come from God. And if you have spent time perfecting your craft, even though they're paying you, watch this, they're paying you for that particular thing. They're really paying you for that particular thing plus all the time it took for you to get there. No, I was going to say this because the truth of it is, is that um, you don't pay me by the hour. 
you pay me for what I can do for you in an hour. Well, think about a mechanic. You take your car to a mechanic. You can take it to two mechanics. One mechanic can charge you by the hour. Another mechanic can charge you for fixing your car. If the other mechanic charges you by the hour, and it takes him hours and hours and hours and hours to fix your car, it can be more expensive than taking it to the one who just says, I charge you $20 to fix it. Why? Because he understands all of this other things that come with helping him to fix your car that fast. So you pay for the expertise. Absolutely. So I just want to encourage those of you that are part of the FOC that in 2020, you stop underserving yourself. You stop undercharging. And and I would like to add, and we try, we challenge the partners of FOC and all of our friends, stop begging people to do work for you. Yes. For free. Stop begging. Yes. Stop begging. Stop begging and stop being an empowered victim. And what I mean by that is always showing up on a space talking about what you want for free. That's right, I wish Chris. somebody would let me in the class for free. Mm. I wish somebody would be a blessing to me. I wish somebody would buy me some shoes, sow some seed, get some harvest. Amen. All right? That goes to number four. Mm. Your seed determines your harvest. Mm -hmm. Your seed determines your harvest. Yep. Your seed determines your harvest. I live by my seed. He lives by his seed. We live by our seed, which is why we live at the level that we live at. Yep. If you want to level up the way you live, then level up your seed. Yeah, which goes into number five. Sowers do what? Always have seed. Sowers always have seed. Sowers always have seed. Say, well, Pastor, I don't have anything to give. You, you got you, you to gotta ask God because the Bible says that God gives seed to the who? To sower. the sower. So if you don't have any seed. You're not a sower. Heaven must not see you as a sower. So you need to you need to get your heart right about sowing because when when heaven sees your heart as a sower, the Bible says God will give seed to the sower. And and I love the next part. He says not only will he give seed to the sower, but he'll give what bread, bread to eat to eat. He said I'll give you money to sow, and I will also give you uh, bread that you may have it to eat. Second Corinthians uh, nine six through nine says, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread for him to eat. In the same way, in the same way, in the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Number six, sowing is how we overcome lack. Sowing is how we overcome lack. We, we gave our way out of debt. Gave our way out of poverty. We gave our way out of poverty. Gave our way out. We gave our way out. Gave we our way out. did what God told us to do. And I won't even sit here on this broadcast and make you think it happened overnight. It did not happen overnight. Consistently. Consistency. And when I say consistency, I can tell you that really what we're seeing in our life today really didn't start popping off until popping about off. the last three or four years. But the previous 16 or 17 is when we learned to do all that consistency. And again, we had to get some stuff out of our life, some wrong teaching. So you had to learn some things. But the last three or four years is where we have really seen this thing take off because of all the consistent work we had to do in the past. Because what was happening is this. One, in the beginning, and this is what a lot of people don't understand in the kingdom of God. Okay. The first thing that happens is demolition. Mm. The first thing that happens is demolition. That whole unlearning In process. Jeremiah, it says, I uproot and tear down before mm. I build. I uproot. I uproot and, and tear I tear down. down. So in the beginning, when we get word, mm. it's uprooting mm. and it's tearing like down. That. That's right. Mm. So sometimes we feel like we're behind when actually God is like, we need some demolition. If we build you on can't this build mess a new you believe. Build. You can't build a new building on top of an old building that's crumbling. That's right. If we build on this mess you believe, it will not be able to stay. Mm. 
And so then we went through period, mm. a period of time where God just had to blow up what we believe. Yeah, yeah. He, we just had to let the word be dynamite to say you believed it, you believed it wrongly. It, it, it is in error. We were sincere, but we were sincerely wrong. Tell your neighbor, say you can be sincere. You wrong. can be sincere and be sincerely you wrong. You can be sincere. And there was some wrong. teaching we had that was wrong. And like praise God for the people who, who didn't give up on us and kept teaching us. Like when we didn't give, right. and then we said, God knows our heart. God knows our heart. He know that you don't believe in seed yep. time and harvest. Yep. That's what he know. Or we would say, well, if God wants us to tithe, we'd have more money. Uh-huh. He know the reason you don't have more money is because you don't tithe. Mm -hmm. Right? And so we, the, what happened is, the Bible says, when the clouds be full, they will release rain. Mm -hmm. what, what, what really the progression in our life was this. We went from not having enough yeah. to having just enough yeah. to having more than enough to living in the overflow, yes. right? That was a progression. It was a progression. And the people- who, In a progression of years. Let's be honest. Of a progression years. of years. And the people who keep stopping, mm. the people who keep stopping, you are prolonging your time. Yes. Because what you do is you're faithful when you don't have enough. Mm. And then you get to just enough and you're faithful. Mm. And then you get to a little bit more than enough and, and you, you forget stop. and you go back into the same place and you say, why isn't this working? Because oh. you quit working. My goodness. You quit working the word. Now, listen, I, we, we, listen, so you can give your way out of poverty, but I want to go back to five and we're going to wrap up with this right here. Sowers always have seeds, five and four, and your seed determines your harvest. The reason we had to bless you the way we blessed you yesterday mm -hmm. is because you have been consistent in your seed. Mm -hmm. That was your harvest, but just the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. Because you have only, yesterday was just a trinkle mm -hmm. of what you will see the Lord do in your life. Amen. Because what you need to understand, I record. I make sure this on the recording because I want you to see this. Because they could, because you need to buy me something when it happens. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but seriously, you need to understand this. The Bible promises that God is not unrighteous to, to forget That's your true. labor of love. That's true. And you may have forgotten all of the sacrifices you made. You may have forgotten all the times you've sown, the jobs you didn't take. The ways you stayed planted when it seemed like it was working against your best interest. But your next 50 years, you're going to see God honor you Amen. for what you did these past 21. I received it. Amen. I received it. Amen. 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 Good job. Amen. He go cry when we get in the car, y'all. No. <laughs> I received it. But Amen. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, if you missed out on the opportunity because you didn't know about the group and everything they did for Pastor Ed when his birthday was yesterday, and you want to, why would I want to sow into my pastor on his birthday? Because if he hadn't been born, he couldn't pass to you. And so listen, if you want to be a blessing to your pastor today, you should absolutely do that. Faith, I got quiet as church mouse over there. Listen, listen. <laughs> but, you know, um, and and we just, again, I sincerely thank the Marlows and the Valleys and Pastor Nitra and everyone else who had a part to play in that because it really just blessed us so much. It blessed me to see God's faithfulness. 
because God doesn't forget. And I want to say to the other people who've been out here and you've been faithfully sowing, you've been consistently sowing, you have not got off your post, even when you wanted to quit, you would not cave in. Hear what I'm telling you. God did not forget. And if you will stay on your post, you are going to come to a place where literally his blessing, because what happened for Pastor Edwin, for those of you who saw the video and saw how emotionally got, all that happened was Amos 9. All that happened was Amos 9, is that the blessing came so fast on, a, he, on the heels, one right after another, that your emotions was like, oh my goodness, what happened here? But that's what harvest looks like. Well, you know, and I, 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 will, I, will, I will say, because I've thought about it a lot since, since yesterday, you know, and I said to everybody who was at, at brunch, you know, I was just saying that I was, how happy I was. I had just had a really good time. It was really good. It was, uh, it was, it was everything I expected because I didn't want, I didn't want any material things. I mean, you, y'all kept, people were getting mad at me because I wouldn't say what I wanted for my birthday because I didn't really want anything, you know? And what I mean by that is that God had been so, and I'm not trying to be you know, pious. I just didn't want anything. The things I wanted were not things that are ready for me in my life at this particular time. Right. And what I mean by that is, it's like, I mean, well, yeah, I want a Gulfstream jet. Sure. You know, I want a, a Rolls Royce go. Sure. I want a $35 million mansion on the water. Sure. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. But I'm like, at, for, for my birthday in 2022, I was like, if we can go to the Alabama game, which has been a thing of mine I wanted to always go but to go to a college football playoff game with people I love you know it was awesome and I said the other day I said you know I know y'all don't care nothing about Alabama I get that I get the people who went didn't care nothing about it but but during that trip every single person who was there did something that showed me they cared about me and 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 I think that's the reason I started getting emotional you know because there have been some sacrifices that I've made that people don't know about. Maybe some people do, but other people don't know. You know, uh, I often think sometimes I go, you know, where would I be in my professional career if I had taken the jobs that I was offered, but God said, no, I need you to stay at FOC. If, if, because there was no, we, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't virtual church back then, you know what I mean? That wasn't something that people were doing, they were broadcasting, but it wasn't virtual church like this. And there were times that I, I've had some opportunities at some really cool positions that I didn't take. And I have, and I would be, be lying if I didn't say there were times that I would go, man, did I make the right decision? Because serving God in this capacity doesn't seem like it's working. You know, but you keep doing it because it's what God told you to do and you be faithful to God. And then you start seeing two, three, four, five hundred new partners and people saying, hey, Pastor Edward, my life was changed because of y'all. I used to be sick and I ain't sick no more. I used to be broke and I ain't broke no more. I used to be depressed and I ain't depressed no more. And then to have an outpouring of love like yesterday, it was just a lot. It was a lot. And I was just like, wow, you know? So anyway, <laughs> that was it.